entire universe. Lord Krishna was once playing with his brother Balram in the courtyard. Both babies were very young. Lord Krishna mischievously ate a handful of clay. Balram said loudly, Oh mother, come quickly, Krishna is eating mud. He has put wet clay into his mouth. Yashoda cried out in alarm, Oh Krishna, what have you done? Did you eat the dirty mud? She asked him. Lord Krishna shook his head innocently. Balram said, He is lying, O mother. I saw him eat the mud. Yashoda said, Open your mouth at once, Krishna. I must see if Balram is right. Lord Krishna's eyes twinkled and there was a smile on his face as he opened his mouth. Yashoda was amazed to see the entire universe in his mouth. Yashoda remembered Gargamuni's words as well as Vasudeva's warning about Kansa. She now believed her son was not human but divine. Trinivatra is defeated by Lord Krishna. Trinivatra was a monstrous demon. Lord Krishna was just a toddler. When the wicked demon was sent by evil Kansa to destroy him, Trinivatra was a demon who could create whirlwinds and cause storms. How easy it will be for me to kill this infant Krishna, thought the demon. Soon he reached Gokul to destroy him. As he saw Lord Krishna come near him, evil Trinavatra emerged from the shadows and attacked him. The demon tossed the Lord into a strong whirlwind and took him away from home. Yashoda and all the gopis were frantic with worry, for they could not find Lord Krishna anywhere. Where is my son? cried Yashoda. Lord Krishna smiled as he tossed the demon against a rock and destroyed him. After a long search, Yashoda and the gopis found Lord Krishna playing on the dead demon's chest. Yashoda joyously picked her son up and hugged him with relief. The Butter Thief Lord Krishna has fondness for butter or makhan. He would often look for pots of curd and butter. As Gokul was a place where butter was churned by the gopis regularly, Lord Krishna always managed to steal butter. Due to this reason, he was called Makhanchor or Butter Thief. The girls of Gokul, known as the Gopis, were maidens who churned the curd and cream to make butter. They would often complain to Yashoda how Krishna stole Makhan from their houses. Though Krishna troubled Gopis, yet they were very enchanted by his divine beauty and his innocence. Lord Krishna continued to play tricks on the Gopis, but they loved his mischief. Yashoda would often think, I wonder what my little boy is up to now. Krishna uproots giant Arjuna and Amla trees. As Lord Krishna grew up, he became more and more mischievous. One day, Yashoda got tired of his pranks and tied him to the Oakley vessel for grounding spices. Oh Krishna, I will tie you so that you may not go away. Now let me see how you create trouble, Yashoda said. She went off inside the home to do some work. Lord Krishna smiled and walked when tied to the Oakley. There were two giant Arjuna and Amla trees next to each other. Lord Krishna walked through the trees, tied with the Oakley, and got stuck between them. Such was his power that both the trees on either side were uprooted as the gopis present watched in shock. A gopi ran and informed Yashoda about this. Yashoda ran to where Lord Krishna stood with both the trees on either side. She realized that Lord Krishna's power knew no bounds. She hugged him tight as he laughed in his mother's arms. Lord Krishna would soon face mighty demons in his battle against evil.
moved to Vrindavan. After the repeated attacks of demons, Yashoda was worried about the safety of Lord Krishna. We must move away from Gokul, said Yashoda to Nanda worriedly. Why should we do that? asked the chief of the cowherds. Nanda, if we live here, there might be more demon attacks on Krishna. I am afraid for him, said Yashoda. Our son is not an ordinary human, so why worry? asked Nanda. We already know this, but he is just a young boy, replied Yashoda. Then Yashoda recollected and narrated how Lord Krishna's mouth contained the entire universe and how he had defeated dangerous demons. Nanda agreed to move to Vrindavan for his son's safety. Both husband and wife along with Lord Krishna and Balram moved to Lush Vrindavan. Yashoda was content in the hope that her son would be safe in Vrindavan, though she knew he was the Divine Lord himself. Lord Krishna plays pranks As time passed, Lord Krishna and Balram grew up into strong and happy children. Lord Krishna would always be dressed in yellow garments while Balram was attired in blue clothes. Yashoda would often watch them from the corner of her eyes just to reassure herself that they were fine. One day, a gopi came to complain to Yashoda. Kanaiya is very naughty, said the unhappy gopi. Lord Krishna was well loved by all and he was affectionately called Kanaiya by the gopis. What did my Krishna do? asked Yashoda. The gopi complained. When I went to milk the cow in the morning, I saw that someone had untied the calf. The little calf had reached the cow and drunk all the milk. As I looked around to catch the culprit who untied it, I saw your son smiling mischievously at me, said the gopi. Yashoda understood how clever and compassionate her son was. Lord Krishna steals curd. One day, an irritated gopi entered Lord Krishna's home. Mother Yashoda, your child Krishna is a thief, she thundered. Why do you call him a thief? asked Yashoda. No sooner were the words out of her mouth than the gopi started complaining bitterly. I tied a pot of curd from the ceiling so that no one might eat it. Krishna came into the house and broke the pot with a stone. He ate the curd and even gave some to his naughty friends, said the dismayed gopi. Do not despair, O Gopi. I will keep a close watch over my son and keep him from stealing your curd, promised Yashoda. With great difficulty and many pleas, she was finally able to reassure the Gopi. She continued to marvel at how clever her little son was. Lord Krishna became more adept at stealing butter and curd as time passed. Lord Krishna and his friends Whenever Yashoda felt that her son had finally stopped playing tricks, Lord Krishna played yet another prank on an unsuspecting gopi. The unhappy girl came to Yashoda to complain about this. Kanaiya has done it again, complained the gopi as she approached Mother Yashoda. Without even waiting for her to say a word, the gopi plunged into bitter complaints. I tied a pot of butter high above the ground so that no one might touch it. When my back was turned, Kanahiya along with his friends made a pyramid and reached the pot. They helped themselves to the butter and I only saw them leaving because I turned around at that moment," complained the gopi. When I asked Kanahiya about this, he said maybe a cat ate the butter. Yashoda did not know which way to look when she heard this. Yashoda scolds Krishna 
Yashoda was very unhappy about the complaints regarding Lord Krishna which she got from the gopis. Oh Krishna, look how the gopis are complaining about you, said Yashoda. Lord Krishna, who was standing in the corner, looked sadly at her. Big teardrops rolled down his cheeks as he felt sad for his mother. Hearing him cry, all the gopis came to the house, seeing his tears and his sad, innocent face, the gopis started to protect him. Please do not scold Kanaya, one of the gopis pleaded with Yashoda. Another tried to reason, he is only a little child, please do not blame him. As everyone loved him dearly, no one wanted to see him cry and even Yashoda could not bring herself to scold him anymore. Lord Krishna stopped crying and became happy again. The deep affection that the gopis felt for him grew stronger as time passed. The Fruit Seller's Call One afternoon, the sun was shining brightly in the sky and all of Vrindavan was at peace. Lord Krishna was happily playing by himself at home. He was alone in the house as the others were resting in the hot afternoon. Suddenly, Lord Krishna heard a woman's voice calling out, Have some fruits, have some big and juicy fruits, buy my fruits to quench your thirst on a hot summer day. Lord Krishna thought, this sounds nice, I could eat some juicy and tasty fruit to ease my thirst. He came out of the house and went towards the woman. Lady, what are you selling these fruits for? asked Lord Krishna. If you could give me something in return, I could let you have them, said the fruit seller. Lord Krishna decided to get some grains from the house to buy the fruits. Lord Krishna plays the fruit seller. Lord Krishna ran into his house and looked for some grain. His tiny fists could only hold a few grains. Some of these fell out even as Lord Krishna ran towards the fruit seller. Can you give me fruits in return for these grains? called out Lord Krishna. When he held out the grains to her, she felt deep love for his innocence. So in return for just a few grains, she gave him many fruits even though she was very poor. What a sweet and innocent child. I do not regret giving him so many fruits for just a few grains even though I cannot afford to, thought the fruit seller as she walked home. When she reached home, she opened the bag containing the grains Lord Krishna had given her. To the fruit seller's surprise, all the grains had turned into valuable gems. They shone with a beautiful sheen unlike any other jewel found on the earth. Kalia, the Serpent King Along the mighty river Yamuna, there lived a huge snake called Kalia. He was the king of serpents and so strong that he had destroyed the trees along the riverbank. Due to his presence in the water, the water had become poisonous. He had devastated all life forms in and around the river. In fact, if a bird flew across the river, and the poisonous water would splash on it, the bird would burn. The troubled people of Vindavan complained to Lord Krishna. Because of him, no one can drink the water of the river. He can kill anything which comes in his way. Lord Krishna thought, this evil snake will destroy more lives. I must stop it. Krishna, what are you thinking? asked Balram curiously. Brother, this is the same snake that fled from Garuda and found a home here. We must kill him, so Lord Krishna left for the riverbanks to punish the snake. Lord Krishna meets Kalya. Soon, Lord Krishna reached the banks of river Yamuna. He climbed up the Kadamba tree and jumped into the water. Just as he dived into the water, the poisonous water splashed on the tree and burnt it. 
as Lord Krishna was an incarnation of Lord Vishnu, his blue body was undamaged by the venomous waters. The black serpent was livid with anger that someone had dared to swim in his waters. Who is so foolish as to step into my water? Do you not know that you will burn with the poison that I spread in the river? My anger and rage will consume you with evil fire and you will not live to regret this. Thundered the snake. Since he was the king of the serpents, his loyal snakes and their wives were alerted to see the enraged king. Kalia redid himself to kill Lord Krishna. Kalia and his snakes attacked Lord Krishna. All the snakes along with Kalia tried to poison Lord Krishna. Whenever he swam, the snakes surrounded him and tried to bite him. Their red eyes shone with anger and they hissed with malice as they circled him. However, Lord Krishna was an incarnation of Lord Vishnu and so the snakes could not overcome him. Kalia encircled his tail around Krishna and dived into the bottom of the river. Meanwhile, Balram and his friends ran to Vrindavan where they told everyone what was happening. Nanda, Yashoda and Balram along with other people ran to the banks of the Yamuna. Where is my Krishna? wailed Yashoda in fear and pain. Then they all saw a vision that left them shocked. Lord Krishna grew larger and larger in size. The radiant light from Lord Krishna's body blinded the snakes. Kalia's wives prayed to Lord Krishna. Lord Krishna attacked the mighty serpent king. He brought Kalia's hood down and climbed on it. Krishna, my son, please be careful, cried out anguished Yasoda. Thus began the dance of Lord Krishna on the hood of the king of serpents, Kalia. Kalia was squeezed under the weight of Lord Krishna and was almost out of breath as the incarnation of Lord Vishnu himself danced on the hood of the mighty serpent. All the other snakes watched in fear. Many of them vanished deep beneath the surface of the water so that they might escape the wrath of Lord Krishna. When Kalia's many wives realized that their husband was about to meet with his destruction, they started to cry. Kalia was squeezed under the weight of Lord Krishna and was almost out of breath. They started praying to Lord Krishna to forgive Kalia and spare his life. Thanks for watching. Do like, share, subscribe to Sahil Book House.